In the public bathroom system, graffiti-based defences are considered especially intriguing. In Melbourne, the dedicated detectives who investigate these sick-ass felonies are members of an elite squad known as Good Graph. These are their stories. In Melbourne, the detectives... <laughs> <laughs> that part's hard. Do you want to share with me what you found out about the, the picture of graffiti that I wanted you to investigate. Do you want to go first this week? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do, Lewis. Sick. Fuck yeah, I do. I'm so enthusiastic. Wow. I am. Um, <laughs> like a, um, like a, what's the expression? Like a, uh, well, there's two expressions in my head. Chomping at the bit, which is yeah. a weird expression. Champing at the bit, even. I think it's champing, which is weird. Surely not. We're gonna to have to look into that, but we'll um, find out. Uh, and the other one is like a a bull at the gates. That's not an expression, though, is it? And it just sounds like you're calling me ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a bull. You're like a fucking cow, Jordan. <laughs> Share your story. <laughs> a bull at the gates. No, that makes sense. No, a bull. No, a bull in a china shop. You're about to go off like a bull in a china shop. Oh, true. And, and everything's super everything. breakable. Yeah, like the earthquake this morning. Oh my god. That's ah. what you're gonna be like. <laughs> we are recording this on the day of the um the earthquake, and I don't know if we can rebuild because the <laughs> construction workers are yeah, on hold. Exactly. They're busy pissing on people. So. Isn't it so- <laughs> Isn't it so ironic? Fuck. The one time we need them. I know. The one time. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you guys. Well, you know, I feel like a lot of the time they're just sort of, you know, they're putting up a deck that could be there or couldn't be there. You know, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of like trimming around the edges. But now like we could actually definitely, now they actually are essential. Absolutely. Yeah. It was scary. Where were you when it happened? Were you awake? Yeah, I was in bed, like having my coffee and... All the doors started shaking and I, I've got doors that go outside from my bedroom and I just thought it was really windy and I was like, fuck, it must be so windy. And I went outside and there was no wind and then I was just like completely perplexed and then I just went back to bed and I told my housemate that and he was like, fuck, like that's so bad that when an earthquake happened, you just like noticed it, had a little look around and then got back in bed. Like that's not, that's such a bad reaction to an earthquake. I don't know I feel like I spoke to a friend of mine lives in a really tall building and is on like the 15th or 16th floor or something crazy and was like it it when it happened it was very scary but he also was like I quickly realized how much I was just like ready to die like there was no there was no fighting instinct it was oh well guess this yeah, is this it. has to happen it's like you going back to bed like well, hopefully yeah, I'll be asleep exactly I was just like yeah this is the hand I've been dealt there's yeah. some weird but I didn't even know like I didn't think earthquake I just thought that is really weird I can't explain that <laughs> isn't it so weird that something could be that unexplainable but like it's not unexplainable enough to keep me awake like i'm just like well that's the strangest thing ever but i'm going back to bed yeah like what would it take for you to actually just (laughs) like walk a little bit further down the street yeah Yeah. like if an alien went like just walked up to my door and said hello and then walked off would i just go back to bed like what would be the thing that would make me be like nah i'd better stay awake now (laughs) (laughs) depends how tired you are yeah true i was i was exhausted it's fair enough. You've you've been very busy. I've been so busy doing this <laughs> podcast, cooking dinner. Everything. Yeah, you got to rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I was in the kitchen and my housemate, like I didn't, I didn't really notice it until I was told that it was happening. So, and was that like, were you told that it was happening during the thing or was yeah. it after? During yeah, that? it was kind of like, I probably felt a bit uneasy. I don't really yeah. remember. But <laughs> yeah. then like when someone was like, it's an earthquake, suddenly I was like, it's an earthquake. <laughs> 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 Maybe I just have low iron, so I'm like used to kind of rocking all over the place. But my dog was being so like needy and weird in the morning. Um, and I absolutely gaslit her. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, what's wrong with you? You've already been for a walk. Chill out. So was that leading up to the earthquake? Yeah, like 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 in the half hour before she was like, That's nah. so weird. They always know the animals. They do. Like when the tsunamis hit and or everyone's dogs like just run away and head inland like an hour before. Yeah. And they yeah. don't take anyone with them. They're like, see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I know that we had this connection or whatever, but I'm out of here. Every dog for himself. Yeah. Um, speaking of every dog for himself, I've got, yep. oh my God, an absolute killer for you today. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I know. You I should remember be. What, I can't remember what the graffiti was that i was asking you to investigate i'm looking at it right now also sidetrack but every time i go to like investigate and i go to look back at the photos <laughs> of graffiti that we sent to each other i immediately like you just forget what i'm doing and i end up just like scrolling instagram and then i'll end up on like three other apps and then i'll just go do something <laughs> and then i'll be like oh my god no i was supposed to Look so at that weird. I do, the, I do that exact same thing. Yes. It's so <laughs> it's freaky. Mm. Um, so this one is in um, a bathroom and it's purple. It's painted purple, mm. like a real deep purple. Um, and there's an arrow, like a long skinny arrow pointing down to... Now this is like potentially exposing... I'm 95% sure that that's the bin that you put your pads and tampons in. Right. But part of me is like, is it like a needle, a safe mm. needle dispensary? Yeah. But no. So what, so what is it? What do you think it is? I, yeah, I didn't even, I, I, I haven't even thought this through. It just looks like a weird box to me, but yeah, it's definitely one of those. I guess that's things. like one of those like lived experiences. Exactly. That's my privilege. I'm like, no, nah, sometimes there's just weird boxes on walls. Like, Not everything has to have a purpose, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. I love that you're like, oh, it's male privilege that I don't know what this box is. Lewis, I can tell you what male privilege is. I don't know if it's related to this Does that box. Fit? That doesn't fit. That sounds nice. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, okay, now reflecting, I don't think it's one of those needle things because at least like where we are, it's very clear when it's like a safe needle exit mm. strategy mm-hmm. <laughs> where yeah, it's yeah. like, it's written all over all it. All over it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this says on this pad thing, there's a couple stickers like pulled off uh, and it says right on the lid, um, I'm so sorry you're going through this um, touching stuff. And it is. I wish that was written on all of them, mm. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so sorry you're going through this. Um, and you know what? Maybe like this is just a sidetrack, you know, <laughs> much like the printing press no longer being sort of a viable um, 
career maybe it's not it's not really a viable career to get into like pads and tampons anymore because there's so many like reusable things Mm -hmm. so perhaps my first thought was like maybe someone was writing to them being like i'm so sorry that your industry is dying wow um but then i looked into it and i found something else (laughs) 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 so it um i want to take you into the world of like dance competitions what is your experience or knowledge of like dance comps like a steadfords and stuff like that uh very minor um i'm i'm just i'm sort of thinking step up to the streets that's where my brain's going when you say Mm -hmm. dance comps i'm thinking Mm -hmm. stomp the yard Mm um i'm thinking uh um uh the one with Ah, fuck. The one where with the iconic where he lifts the woman Dirty up. dancing. Dirty, I'm thinking dirty dancing, which These I've never children. seen. <laughs> You've never seen dirty dancing? No, no, I haven't. So in my mind, dirty dancing is about a dance competition. And at the end of the dance competition, they win because they do that amazing move. Yeah. Where he holds her up. Is that, have I, is, is that vaguely it's the It's largely about um, an abortion. um so close (laughs) yeah sort (laughs) of and it's about you know it's kind of about the little i can't remember her name um but she famously got a nose job and never worked again because really yeah she had this like hectic nose that's a poor way to describe it but she had it (laughs) pretty indistinguishable nose, pretty distinguishable nose. And then she got a nose job and then she never worked again because people were like, no, we actually don't want you. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I guess because like- How badly did they botch the nose job? <laughs> she, she, looked, <laughs> she looked good. But I think the thing is that she looked like everybody else. It's like mm. when Barbara Streisand got asked to get a nose job and she was like, no, this is like what makes me unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you the um, there's a NBA basketball player um, who has a monobrow and when he got drafted into the NBA, like I think people were like, you should shave your monobrow. And he was like, nah, I'm going to market the monobrow. And he did. Yeah, fuck and now yeah. it's like a thing. Yeah. What's really nice about this, Lewis, is this is like a glimpse into like the, the media that we are both in. <laughs> <laughs> NBA, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's the similarities across two very different worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, dance comps, uh, the, the ones that I'm thinking of, and I, I do Stomp the Yard, great. Um, yeah. Very cool. And it seems like you're very into like the street dancing, the kind of um, making it up as we go along kind of dance. This, this world is very like tights, leotards and like very high like buns. Um, It's super competitive and like the, the mothers are pretty nasty and they like get all over each other and they can, um, they can say some quite mean shit to each other um and this is a story of a girl called sarah and sarah was top of her game um she would win steadford's left right and center she was like like truly just this little gun of a dancer she was featured on ellen as well whoa yeah Are are we talking ballet well, well, it's uh, a few different things. You can do ballet. There's like contemporary. There's uh, jazz. There's jazz funk. 
<laughs> and then there's like group dances, solo dances. So each dance school competes and each wow. dance school is like, okay, you have three group dances that you can do and like four soloists. So they assign soloists. So getting in the group dance is great, but you want to be like representing. Yeah, that's the vibe. Um, and oh yes okay yes yes i just watched a movie george i'm so sorry to interrupt i just watched a movie called um uh, i don't know why i didn't think of this before when you said dancing francis ha have you seen that yes yeah how good is it it's so good and she doesn't get well this is a spoiler alert but she she doesn't get picked for a solo which she thought she was gonna get and it's Mm -hmm. a sad moment in the film so that's all making sense to me now yeah okay cool yeah 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 yeah. and she's like the dance that um that Francis Francis Hart does is like very like um like dance institution like uh chunky move kind of vibes like they're all kind of artists whereas this kind of this is like the the trash version of that like right. that's like highbrow like she's right, doing right, 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 right. they're like moving with their bodies they're trying to like look after each other and like be healthy and this one is like pull your hair back. You probably have an eating disorder. (laughs) Put some glitter on your face. Yeah. 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 Okay. Toxic environment. Toxic environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Sarah was like, she kind of skirted through a lot of that because she had a lot of talent. She didn't have to deal with the shit because um, she never had to fight for the her way to the top. She was always just naturally talented. Uh, And that was until she was about like 12 years old and something kind of changed. It was kind of like, um, you know when like smart kids in primary school kind of become dumb in high school? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just personal yeah. experience here. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like good at reciting things and they can say words, but then when it comes down to actually studying and actually doing good work, they're no good. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So she could like kick a leg, do a jump, all that kind of stuff, but she couldn't actually like, once it came down to like the nitty gritty, she didn't have that like, resilience in her interesting so like she's more like raw talent less like uh form and technique and shit yeah absolutely she's um what's an example she's the mariah carey to to lady gaga (laughs) you know yeah yeah yeah. beautiful voice strong start petering out (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah. yeah Um, so that's what's going on for her. And she, she just starts to like, not be as good. She's going into high school. She's like, not as interested anymore. Um, and people, people around her are being like quite nasty. Like they were like, Oh, what a fall from grace. You know, when you don't really care about something and then people suddenly like start talking about it and you're like, great. Now I'm forced to care about this thing. So that's, was kind of her experience. And she kind of wants to leave, but her mom is like a real dance mom. And is like, I'm not going to let you give up on my dream kind of thing. Um, and she's completely ostracized from the group. She does, um, her dance, the head of her dance school is like, okay, I'm going to give you a solo this week but this is potentially going to be your last solo if you don't like get your ass in gear. And she's like, whoa, okay, scary. This is Um, like the, this is the end of the second act. If this was a film, this is like, yeah, crunch time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she has a group number to do as well. She does her group number and what happens is she gets her period first time ever. She's in like a like tan leotard. 
<laughs> on stage. She's killing it, but she gets her period and like people are reacting and she thinks it's because they're she thinks it's because they're so like whoa look at her she, yeah. she's amazing yeah, yeah they're gasping and stuff yeah yeah but yeah. it's because um she's disgusting <laughs> she's being punished by god <laughs> um so she uh yeah she fight like she goes off stage and all the girls are like laughing and they're like oh my god and then they it quickly goes from like laughing to them just being like you fucked us because like they're also like very strict at these like schools as well. It's kind of like um like like dog shows. Like <laughs> you have to have your hair a certain way. Mm. Um, you know, in like gymnastics, when they're really strict, like they're like you can't see any bra straps, you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. wear tights yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that. So they were like, we're gonna get eliminated for that. Mm. Um, and the, everybody turns on her and they just start berating her. They're like in this circle, just like yelling at her, having a go. And she's like, just standing there, just taking it all because she's not very good at standing up for herself. And one of the judges sees this and she's like a prima ballerina. Like she's one of those like um, industry people that's been asked to come and judge. And she like runs to the bathroom. There's only like one toilet. So she knows that she'll use that. She just writes, I'm sorry, you're going through this. Oh my God. I've been through that. She writes that as like a little oomph and hopefully that makes her feel better somebody finally gives her a pad and she goes to the bathroom um she quickly youtubes how to use a pad and then she (laughs) goes to dispose of it and she sees that message and her solo is still coming up um and she was supposed to do like this like up-tempo jazz funk thing and she quickly runs to the tech desk gives them her ipod this is um, like a film. Yeah. I want to watch this movie. This is sick. beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. She quickly like gives them her phone, and she gets out there and she like fully improvises this contemporary dance number, similar oh. vibes to like Francis Ha, where yeah. it's like all really like like grounded and organic mm. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> She's, like ripping her heart out to this song, um, and it's driver's license <laughs> doing it everybody's just watching this 13 year old girl just like absolutely give it everything mm. she's a clear winner like she's just yeah. won this whole thing yeah. Yeah. it goes on youtube it goes viral yeah. um very quickly as well and she's like a, she could have been a star she was almost invited back to ellen um but she quits that's like Whoa. her swan song she's like Whoa. see you later i'm fucking out she like Whoa. joins a basketball team and um, that just enjoys being a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow, what a way to come to that realization. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes because it, it's such a toxic environment, it sort of took her, She she within the space of an hour, she hit rock bottom in that environment and then hit the absolute peak as well. And it's almost like now she's experienced every, She's experienced the, as low as you can get in that dance environment and as high as you can get. And she's like, fuck it. I don't want any of it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's inspiring. Yeah, it's pretty pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, wow. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, like that kind of bullying from like other girls can be dicey. It's a dicey situation. And she really took that on and was like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to find a circle of friends that mean a lot to me she's quite tall as well she's done well in basketball too yeah great great and has she ever found out 
or met the woman who wrote the message? Like, have no. they ever crossed paths again? No. It's no. just, she'll no. never know. She'll never know. I mean, nah. maybe they'll cross paths again in the future, but it's just like one of those nice little moments. Yeah, but you yeah. never know. You never know what you're, and that's like why we do this podcast, yeah. Lewis. <laughs> because, yes, sometimes it's about like lowering shit into a toilet bowl. Sometimes it's about. Mm hot dogs down a hallway or whatever we've talked yeah, about yeah. previously <laughs> yeah that was gross <laughs> but sometimes it's these stories that really yeah. pull us through you know yeah i'm so glad because i've actually got a really inspiring one today as well like really yeah similar vibe it's, something's in the air it's i feel a like weird this earthquake just, really shook us up yeah yeah totally yeah i just feel like it's so fitting after that sort of beautiful Near tale death. about oh. <laughs> yeah the, the also the near death of the earthquake <laughs> i wonder how sarah would have gone in the earthquake she's probably actually i just imagine her being such a strong resilient person mm. now you know an earthquake mm. would not shake her well she's got those like uh ballerina knees you know she would have <laughs> softened her landing do you know they used to teach <laughs> afl players ballet so that they wouldn't like tear their acls I did know this and um, my one of my favourite AFL players growing up was like a gun at ballet, James Hurd. He was like an absolute gun at ballet. Oh my and God, then, the since disgrace James Hurd. Yeah. And then he, yeah, he, so he became, he was, so yeah, what a trajectory. Incredible ballet performer, AFL footballer, coach of the same AFL team and then like just sort of destroyed that club by making them do drugs. Oh my god, that's so sad. What a trajectory. Anyway. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you sent me this piece of graffiti, really fascinating piece of graffiti. Um, it's on a blue wall. It's it's sort of similar to the purple wall that yours was just on that we were talking about. It's a it's like a nice shade of blue. And then in a sharpie, it says, Your mum is a nice lady. Thanks. Your mum is an yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read it. I did think when I first read it, I thought, you know, uh, I just really hope this isn't some um, sexualized thing where like someone's like making the joke of like, you know, mm -hmm. I've met your mum. You know, we went out for dinner, we had sex. You know, one of those like your mum jokes. And it wasn't that when I looked into it. Yeah, which you, I'm really happy about your mum jokes today as well. <laughs> <laughs> your mum fell over that's true, why we had an earthquake true, of course <laughs> fuck i didn't even think of that that's yeah. so good <laughs> like, i wish it was mine they were yeah. some 14 year olds <laughs> yeah yeah of course they love them so this was not a your mum joke your mum is a nice lady this was not a your mum joke this all begins um and i knew this from the spelling of mum it's m-o-m this story begins in america um and it's about a uh a girl, I guess at the time she was a girl called Brittany and her mum, Caroline. And they, they live in Austin, Texas. And oh, great place. Great place. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, well, it's a great place. <laughs> well, I've, I've never been there. So if I, you know, if I say anything wrong, you can call me out on it. I'll but, let you know. Yeah, it was, it was four days, but. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the back of my hand. The vibe. <laughs> You would know from four days, this is like the sort of main thing that everyone knows about Austin is that it's quite, it's like a music place. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They love their music. And you could also and ride mechanical bulls there. Really? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, surely, yeah, everywhere in Texas you can ride a mechanical bull. Oh, yeah. Most places in America you can probably... I grew up in Adelaide and you could ride a mechanical bull in Adelaide. Anyway, that's that's story. the least surprising thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Is that um, the the pub or not pub slash nightclub slash bar, whatever it was, was called the Wool Shed. Oh my God. It's on Hindley Street. If any listeners are in Adelaide, check out the Wool Shed. It's a great place. They got a mechanical bull. Anyway, um, so Brittany, Brittany growing up in, Texas, Austin with her mum, single mum, Caroline raised her. And um, obviously, yeah, growing up in that environment, music at school, everywhere, music is a thing that everyone talks about with your peers. You're always talking about music. And there's a real competitive nature around people in Austin always trying to discover music that other people haven't heard and stuff like that. Like always trying to. So, Brittany, during the 90s, like everyone was listening to Nirvana and shit. And um, she discovered an, a little band from Australia and she decided this is my favorite band, partly because she loved their music and partly because she's like at that stage in the nineties, this band was quite obscure. And so it was cool that this was her favorite band. This band was called Powderfinger, right? Uh, and- I was like silver chair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did think for a second maybe it was Silverchair, but it was <laughs> it was Powderfinger. <laughs> I was tossing up. I think maybe Pearl Jam. Are they Australian, Pearl Jam? Actually, no. I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like they are, but that I actually think that they're American. Maybe they're American, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it was Powderfinger anyway. And she started just listening to all their music, loving Powderfinger, right? During the 2000s. Her love for Powderfinger becomes more authentic. It becomes less about being cool and liking this obscure Australian band and more about actually I fucking love this band. Like I just love them, love all their songs. Yeah. In 2010, Britney's for Britney's birthday, in just an amazing act of kindness from her mum, her mum Caroline bought them both plane tickets to Australia. Yeah, to see Powderfinger in 2010 perform at Big Day Out in Sydney. Oh, my God. Bought the Big Day Out tickets and they flew to Sydney to see Powderfinger at Big Day Out in 2010. Rest in peace, Big Day Out. I know. Gone too soon. And that's the thing. Like, there'd be a million stories like this about, you know, the, the, the people that came from all around the world to go to Big Day Out or whatever. Anyway. This is just one little snippet of the beauty of Big Day Out. So they get there and they're loving it. Powderfinger start playing. Oh, this is the best. Brittany and her mum, they're dancing together. Brittany's about uh, 12 at this stage. No, no, Big Day Out. You got to be, no. So she'd be 16 at this stage. Yeah, 16. Yeah. Yeah. No, a bit older actually, because she was listening to them in the nineties. Yeah, about, I was gonna say so yeah, she's like pretty she's mature. A bit. Like, yeah, she's she's, got... she is mature and she's always had a mature taste in music. Like her year yeah. has always been mature. But by this stage, yeah, she you're right. She's twenty-three at this stage. This is twenty-three years old in twenty ten at Powderfinger. And um they start playing My Happiness. And she gets so excited and everyone, the crowd is going fucking crazy. My happiness. Just as they get into the chorus, like the last chorus, when the guitars are all in it and the, yeah. the song's just taking off, that just that huge moment in the song, the crowd is jumping and a man next to her, he's jumping so much and he's holding his phone. This is 2010. So 
people are starting to rock iPhones, but there's still a few people sticking with the times with like old Nokia brick phones. Remember those yeah. people in 2010 that were like, I'm never changing my phone. Don't you want one of those now though? Kind I do. of. Yeah, I'd love one to be honest. It'd be good. Be great. Yeah. This guy had one and it was like one of those really big ones, like not even a color screen, like the old ones, massive. And those phones are famous for being hard, very hard phones. As that chorus starts, my happiness, he jumps in the air and he throws, accidentally throws his phone in the air. Oh my God, how would you feel? I know, I know. He throws it so high, it goes like 20 meters in the air. And guess what? It comes, <laughs> yeah, massive throw. He's just so caught up in the moment. Brittany's dancing along, she's loving it. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this Nokia brick hits her on the top of her head. Bang, like a brick to the head. Instant. Amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) Near death. Like she, it's bad. Like it's, she gets injured really badly and it's, and you know, it's for a second, she like stands there, sways, gets knocked out. Her mum like sort of revives her. She's lying on the ground. She gets up and she's like, who are you? And her mum's like, what do you mean? And she's got amnesia. And then for the next, they, they fly back to Texas they go home, everything. And for the next five years or so, Brittany is just in a state of like being reminded of her whole life and sort of remembering it all for about six to eight hours and then forgetting again. And then and her oh, mum no. just has to keep reminding her of everything. And her mum diligently does this every day. Caroline just wakes up in the morning. Hi, Brittany. Who are you? I'm Caroline. I'm your mum. We went to a big day out and a Nokia brick hit you in the head, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like 50 first story. dates. Exactly. It's exactly like 50 first dates. So that's happening, right? <laughs> and one night on Brittany's birthday again. So this is five years later. This would be her 27th birthday or 28th birthday. I think she was 22 during big day out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So this is a, <laughs> yeah, that, that checks out. Okay. She uh, was 12 at one point. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was, I don't know. That was a mistake. I don't know what, what was going on there. <laughs> She's she's 27. It's her 27th birthday. Her mum cooks her dinner, cooks her this nice dinner. They're hanging out, they're listening to music. And Brittany, classic, um, has the like the moment where she forgets. And and so throughout that day, she'd remembered and her mum had explained everything. All of a sudden, she forgets. They're having a couple of wines, and Caroline, for the millionth time, goes over who she is, what her life has been the incident at Big Day Out that caused her to have amnesia, Uh. explains it all. And Brittany this time, every time she thinks this, but this time particular, she thinks to herself, wow, that is so nice of you, mum, that you have taken the time out every day to explain this to me and to, you know, and the fact that I can't love you consistently, I have to keep going back to square one and then find my love for you again. And you are able to be patient enough with that. And you put up with that and you, you know, you, you help me through this life that is so confusing in this state. She really, she has this moment where she's like, you're a fucking nice, like woman. You are such an, you're an angel mum. Like that's so amazing. Anyway, she needs to go to the toilet. She gets up and she goes into their bathroom, their toilet, and she starts going to the toilet and, She's still thinking like, my mum is just so nice. Like that. Did is- she find out someone gave her a cap at some point? She's just like, <laughs> it is a bit like so that. Nice. She's ha- that. She's having natural, natural MDMA euphoria. Like oxytocin. Yeah. 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 Nice. Like, it's like that feeling. It's actually exactly like that feeling, but 
natural with no drugs that's how much her love is like burning for her mum in this moment she sits down she's going to the toilet she's like you know what fuck it i'm gonna write this on the wall because i always forget everything at least from now on because she's also like i feel bad that my mum has to keep explaining this to me she's like at least from now on when i go to the toilet i'll be reminded that my mum is a nice lady so she gets a texture out and writes on her own bathroom toilet toilet wall she writes your mum is a nice lady as a reminder to herself as she's writing it a funny thing happens and this happens sometimes when you write things down Sometimes things stick in your brain a bit more than they usually would when you write them out. Have you, did you know that feeling? Yes. It's like you think that you're writing it out because you're going to need to remember it by rereading it later, but then that becomes redundant. You don't even have to reread it because the act of writing it has made it stick in your brain. It's like, uh, look, say, cover, right, check. Like exactly. Comes back yes. to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have, you've been doing tutoring. Hey, I can tell. Yeah, That's yeah. very <laughs> <laughs> so she she has so that happens to her in a way like it doesn't cure the amnesia that on its own doesn't like but she that process begins to happen in her brain your mum is a nice lady it's like getting embedded in her brain as she's writing it her mum in the other room decides ah oh, it's britney's birthday five years since we were at big day out i'm gonna like let's relive old times she puts on my happiness by powderfinger on the speaker blasts it as Brittany is writing the final word in this sentence, as she's writing the lady part, my happiness starts surging in her ears. And the whole, this has never happened before. She re-visualizes that whole day and the moment that the Nokia brick hit her in the head. And it's like this watershed moment where she, by remembering the incident itself, she has instantaneously cured her amnesia. Shut up. Isn't that crazy? Shut the fuck up. Amazing. And she's just sitting there in the toilet, just like, oh my God. She's so used to not really remembering things, but like having a picture of her life based on what her mum has told her. But for the first time since the incident now, she is visualizing her life. She can remember everything. And she just and Powderfinger is just fucking blaring in her ears. And it's this euphoric moment. She runs out and she goes, Mom, I can remember everything. And now that your mum is a nice lady is still etched into their bathroom wall. And it'll she every day she looks at it and she's got her memory back now and it reminds her what a fucking legend her mum is and how much she loves Powderfinger, even though going to Powderfinger was the thing that gave her amnesia. That's oh, the story. Yeah. It's like surfers who get bitten by sharks and they're mm. like, I'll never give this up. And like, I love sharks. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing, oh my God. nothing could destroy her love for Powderfinger. And also, Powderfinger was the thing that, in a way, gave her a memory back as well. Did Powderfinger know this story? No, I think we should we should <laughs> tag them, tag them in the fucking thing or whatever. I think Sorry. they'd. This I, is apparently, amazing. they don't know it because this is all like I've I've gone pretty deep to find this out. Mm. Like caroline and Brittany are pretty closed off they didn't go to the media with this story or anything even when it happened like the big day out suffered i think a few lawsuits and stuff over the years for other things yeah right they they could have they could have probably like been like that concert was dangerous they didn't do any of that they just went back to austin texas chilled out yeah i don't think powderfinger have ever heard this story wow well like if i was powderfinger and i heard this after like 
live music is really a standstill right now. I just think that the power of that could maybe convince some people to get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it would convince Powderfinger to get back together. I think that, oh, yeah. that's more likely than some people getting the vaccine at this stage. Absolutely. <laughs> Having seen what has happened in Melbourne in the Trigger, last there's bad days. blood within Powderfinger. They just kind of called it quits, though. They were just nah, like... there's bad blood, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think between the drummer and the lead singer. I think. Always. Always classic. It's, like... it's classic narcissist <laughs> versus introvert. I fucking love drama in bands. Like I watched the clip of um, Stevie Nicks and that other fucking guy from that band. They sing at each other and they're just like, it's like 20 years on from their like, like breakup and they're still just like singing at each other. <laughs> so angry. And I'm That's like, oh. so good. That's so good. Fuck. You. So is that, so Fleetwood Mac aren't together because of that. Is that Stevie Nicks? Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. left. Steve, he left Stevie Nicks. He left um, Flairwood Mac like two years ago. Well, he actually got uh, kicked out because they were going to go on a big tour again, and then they were like, "No, we can't handle this shit anymore. Yeah, we're yeah. out." My favorite one is I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about this. Is Oasis like the two brothers, Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher? They are the so best. funny. They're the funniest people ever. I've been watching. There's this one video where they're like, they're clearly starting to. There's starting to be some tension between them. I don't know when this was, like maybe mid two thousands, and they're arguing. Like, there's an interviewer. It's like MTV or something, and he's like trying to ask them questions about their songs, and they're arguing with each other. And like <laughs> Liam's going to Noel, like, "You're a fucking." dog like you're a fucking dog and Noel's like fuck you man fuck you blah 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 and they keep arguing and this like dorky little interviewer is like trying to get the interview back on track and he's like ah guys can we just like and after a while they, they both like simultaneously Liam and Noel just like stop arguing for one second and like look at him and they're like you shut the fuck up <laughs> and they both like say that in unison and then just go back to bickering between themselves it's so good it's like the only thing they're agree on is like no you shut the fuck up so that we can keep arguing so fucking funny i love that like noel gallagher like literally has to say his opinion about every band and every band (laughs) is shy like this is one where you're talking about the dma he's like they're fucking shite and i'm like you wrote Wonderwall, can't like calm down. They're so they're both so arrogant. They're like it's so it's shit. Incredible arrogance. He, they um they're at a concert once and they're like I was watching this video and they I don't know who the band is but they're on with the band and they start going they're like the the interviewer is like are you happy to be playing with all these bands and they're like nah like what these are shite bands they're like what there's one of these bands is that one they sing that song it's like girls who like boys who like girls who like he's like if people like that that's just fucking sad (laughs) they also i can't remember which one but one of them rips into um that lewis capaldi dude who's like scottish who makes like average music but he's like but i don't know him well, he writes like sad boy pop songs. Like it's right. not, it's like slow Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't get any slower, I thought. But, <laughs> um, but Noel Gallagher, but he's got such a good sense of humor. And Noel Gallagher was like, this fucking guy sucks. Like everybody's just listening to Lewis Capaldi. Like who the fuck is Lewis Capaldi? <laughs> like Lewis Capaldi has like stitched it on TikTok and he's just like, and he's Scottish as well. I can't do a Scottish accent. He's like, great, that's me. And, he's like, <laughs> and then he came out 
to he performed at Glastonbury and he came out dressed up as Noel Gallagher, like oh, in the full like black great. hoodie and stuff. That's and, so good. Um, that's so good. It made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, Just think, I love nothing more than like egos in the music industry. I think mm. it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's classic. Classic. Um, fuck, I'm really happy for her though. She got her memory back. That's so huge, nice, isn't it? It's so yeah, nice. it happened in yeah. um neighbors one time a guy went blind and then he got hit by a bus and then his sight came back <laughs> yeah as it would obviously that's what they say about blindness as soon as you become blind like get yourself to a bus stop asap yeah it's the first the best thing to cure it absolutely we should yeah. be writing for neighbors yeah. even well, though these are I, true stories i thought you were going to say we should be doctors <laughs> we should be doctors <laughs> we Lewis. should be giving medical advice <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here yeah. let's go to medical school um but you're right though imagine these stories on neighbors fuck it's probably already happened yeah true <laughs> susan hit her head and thought she was 16 like crazy <laughs> things have happened on neighbors <laughs> I fucking love neighbors plot lines. So this um graffiti that you've sent me is on um kind of a pretty scuffed like lived in wall, you know? Mm, yeah. Kind of a green. Yeah. Um it it's on a gradient. It looks like when you were like set a gradient on a slideshow, like PowerPoint. Yeah. Exciting stuff. What and do you mean by that? I don't know what the word gradient means. Like when it kind of shifts from one color to the next. True. So That's like weird light. how it does that, isn't it? Yeah. What? That's strange. Yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. that's um a shadow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're really getting so we're getting so technical about like <laughs> the lighting in all yeah. these photos. Well, it, like it can change everything. Totally. You know? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and it says no man has ever gone blind from looking at the bright side of life. <laughs> Sounds like an anti-vax rhetoric. Uh, <laughs> just, it does, doesn't it? Um, this is great. This is really cool. It's written in all caps. Um, and the texture is not doing well. Like it kind of looks like black crayon. It's definitely texture, but it's like fading it's a bit. It's, it's running, running out. It's running out. They're at the for end. Sure. Maybe they're a seasoned graffiti. I don't know. You know, this maybe they true. do this a lot. Yeah. I'll find out. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know. Stay tuned. Um, thank you for this. I'm excited. No man has ever gone blind from looking at the bright side of life. I also feel like that's an attack and we're in lockdown, Lewis. So sorry if I haven't been perky. <laughs> Try my fucking best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take a fucking hint. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. I'll look into it. I'll get back to you. Thank you. I'm really excited about yours. This is interesting. I don't know if we've done anything like this before, but mm. what it is, is it's a nice, it's, it's a nice sort of, um, not nice, but it's a tacky, the door, I reckon it's on a door, this, mm -hmm. and the door in which it's on is like, they're going for nice. And it's like probably, you know what? It's probably at a theater or something. You you went yep. to drama school. It's like, don't you reckon it's I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. MTC kind of vibe, I reckon. It's, it's an MTC like <laughs> it's it could be the mm, MTC Malt House, maybe? Yeah, I reckon it's <laughs> Malt House. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, you know that it's like um they haven't spent a lot of money on the door, but they've tried to make it look like they've spent Yeah, what money. money they have, they care about the door. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone stuck a piece of paper onto said door mm. and 
they've written on the paper toilet broken but then someone else has come past after i assume i don't know it's a different texter and they've written badly <laughs> and then someone else has come past it's different texter again maybe same person but different texter and they've written how bad question mark question mark and then a, a fourth or are we up to five now a, another person has written underneath that very exclamation mark so it's a full dialogue it's a full conversation this feels like a full like ensemble cast this is mama mia <laughs> yeah. this is maybe it was great. Maybe it was on set of Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what this is like reminding me of? Like I miss going out in general, but like, you know, when you go to a cafe or a restaurant and then you like, you go to the bathroom and you just feel compelled to tell someone how nice the bathroom is. Yeah, You're totally. Like, That's such a weird really thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, never goes astray. It never goes astray. And ah, that's so true. When you come back, you always sort of mention what state the bathroom is in. Yeah. Like that's a very, that's like standard procedure in social. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. to. Oh my God. You have yeah. to. Yeah. It's nice. I'm excited um, to find out about this. I, yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. I think it's, there's a lot going on. It feels like, like, I just want the audience to know that like when we go away, it's like, um, it's like the movie spotlight. We're knocking on doors. <laughs> Um, we're telling priests to get out of our neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's full on. And luckily we haven't um, sort of uncovered any global pedophile scandals yet. Cause that's going to be full on when we do oh come God. across that. But... The paperwork alone. Like I just, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't be fucked. Let's sweep it under the rug if we find any. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Easily done. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. And don't thank forget for to send some suggestions. Mm. Yes, please. If you see any. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.